ready. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetSports, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. He's got his glasses on today. He's trying to look smarter. And it is Friday, so we always weave in a third man here. Mr. Matthew Rooney joins us to talk hockey and all other things. That's true. You need to have them on. That's a tough part of trying to look smart because you're thinking, but then you can't see. Andy, if you took off your glasses and I held up fingers, would you know how many I was holding up? Like just looking, and again, so anyone, yeah. you guys can't see my monitor, but my monitor is a 42-inch TV that I have just hooked the computer up to because I love having a huge monitor. <laughs> and no, I mean, Matt, you know that Jesus painting that that lady restored years ago? Remember that was a big meme where she did a really bad job of it? That's sure. Because Matt has headphones and a beard. That's what he looks like, just a white blob with like brown around it. So, so you're no, saying I it looked like Jesus. Thank yeah. You. A little, I'll yeah, take a that as a compliment. Cr- a little Christ-like this morning. I'll take yeah, that. So. I can take that. Oh, off the rails five seconds in. But, yes, I did uh, wake up a little late this morning, so I just uh, opted to throw on the leave the glasses instead of going with contacts. But you look great. I don't wear these. I don't wear them. It's, it's good to give your eyes a break. Probably. I'm saying that without any medical knowledge. But, like, it seems like not wearing contacts for a few days, you know, lets the eyes breathe. I think I think it would have to. I, if, I you're got... not, if you're an ophthalmologist, optometrist, or anything – Please feel free to chime in if that. We'll bring you on Monday's show if you yeah. are. If you want to, we want to talk eyes. Just, just falsehood, probably. But no, it's Friday. We're getting dangerously close to the week that leads up to the Super Bowl. It should be fun. I'm uh, gonna talk a bunch of NFL betting props next week. But first, we got to get through this chill ass weekend. This is like, this is like All Star break for NFL or MLB NHL. or like NHL. Uh, just, all, it could be all, the MLB All Star break too. I mean, everyone has that ulcer break. We kind of get this break. coasting. You get to coast yeah. this weekend. This so. one's tough for me because it's like, it's the look. Like you, you can see that's the opposite of the light again at the end of the tunnel. You can see the tunnel. You can see the darkness coming. Like you still got the game, but this is just a preview of what you're getting into two weeks from now, and it's tough. Which I'm fine with. Like I'm, I'm done with football at this point. It's all draft time. Speaking of that, if you did. If you did miss that, I did a draft podcast with Vegas Refund yesterday, if you want to check that out. Kind of setting up what we're going to talk about. There's not a lot of markets up yet, but there there are some. And uh, we even made a bet yesterday. Or he did. Would you, would, do you have anything active, any active tickets? No, he, he bet uh, Jalen Hyatt to be the top receiver, apparently. And that's it's one of those markets, too. And you know this, Noops. It's like anything we bet that's smaller limits, uh, prop bet like that. A couple people must have heard that and done the same. Because that number is gone. It's like, and obviously we're we're sitting here three months from the draft. Like they're going to move on, nearly move on air on stuff like that. So yeah. just kind of a little tickle on a big number on Hyatt to be the top receiver on the board. Which uh, nothing on my it's, nothing on my card yet. It's pretty wide open receiver. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have time to drive to Iowa. I can't even drive to Iowa and do it. I would have had to send you money or something. So. You, I mean, you can. Time. You still owe me for that, Andy. We're running out of time. You guys should definitely talk about this on a publicly recorded show for sure. <laughs> What's I can send money all over. Right? It's just people doing me a favor. Yeah, I'm running errands. I don't. Do you think? Do you think that's illegal, Noops? Probably. Yeah. Let's let's do a whole. Let's scrap the bets after the let's after just... after uh, 
the Super Bowl's over, this should be a deep dive episode. Take a deep dive into how legal this is. Is it okay to tell you to have your friends place bets for you? Let's get deep into into the wire act instead of going over gambling for the day. We should get a lawyer on for that one too. We, we should get a lawyer. lawyer. I could have just stopped it. We should get I'm a lawyer. I'm not prepared to talk about the one. No, I'm not either. So it's, well, let's gamble instead. Yeah, NBA, NBA, huh? This is uh the chat is worried about Friday fuckery noops. Is that a real thing? I just thought it was Sundays for the NBA, right? Sundays and Fridays historically are days where you see a lot of nonsense. Um I don't know. I've never actually done any work to prove this theory one way or the other. So it's more anecdotal than anything. I will say Sundays for a little while. Um, I think it was Lockie Lockerson who actually went through and did the work. There was like a, a period where for some reason on Sundays, underdogs cast like crazy, but that's balanced out the last couple of years. So it's the NBA. Every night there is potential for fuckery. There's potential for, for stuff like, you know, we go back last night, for example, not to complain about a loss, but might as well. Um, the Dallas Mavericks score 40 points in the first quarter, 30 points in the second quarter, 25 points in the third quarter, 16 in the fourth quarter. We lose our under by a couple of baskets. It's um, it's hard to explain things like that. So it's the NBA. Every every night is a potential for uh, Tom foolishness, if you will. Some skullduggery, if you will. So uh, what kind of trouble are we getting into tonight, then? Just two looks here. We've got an eight-game slate. Um, you know, quickly running through the stuff that I did not bet here. Um, Wizards four-point favorites hosting the Trailblazers. I don't mind failing the Trail. Uh, Fading the Trailblazers really at any point, um, but just about right where that line came out for me. Um, Sacramento Kings play the Pacers. Pacers on a back-to-back. It looks like with the way the line is set up, Tyrese Halberton is not going to play tonight, but have to wait and see on that until you absolutely know. The Celtics are nine-point favorites over the Suns. My model actually kind of like the Suns, but uh, the Celtics have played good against some of these better teams, and Phoenix really has been poor on the road here, so going to pass on that. Your Timberwolves, Andy, uh, five-point favorites over our Orlando Magic. Again, came out kind of right on my number, but yeah, right? That's scary. That is scary. Play the Magic money line. They either win that game or, or lose um, on the road here pretty comfortably. My Sixers, huge favorites over the Spurs. Again, everything looks just about right to me there. And then Dance Hawks, small underdogs to the Jazz. Thought about betting the Jazz minus one and a half, but the Hawks have just been so good lately. So we'll see. You might add the Jazz later, a couple other things. But for now, a total and a first half bet and a prop. Um, you may have seen the prop already, Andy, oh, here. And I know I Matt's did, really and I'm like excited this. for you to explain it. All right, so we'll start here with the total, though. Hornets, Pistons under 241. This is down to 240. Anything 240 or higher looks pretty good here. Really, really tough rest spot for the Hornets. Three and four, back-to-back. LaMelo and Terrazier played almost 40 minutes last night. Gordon Hayward in the 30s, so should be some very tired legs there. The Pistons have been happier to play games at a little bit of slower pace when they are winning, and it looks like a good spot for them to do that tonight. Again, my model came out here closer to 236, 237, so anything 240 or higher looks good to me there. And then the Rockets at home um, have been a really solid first-half team. They play the uh, Toronto Raptors tonight. The Raptors are very poor on the road, still without OG Ananobi. Um, had this closer to plus one, plus one and a half or so, so plus four looks really nice. And um, a bet that I cashed a little while ago, I can't remember if I shared this with everybody or not, but I definitely put it in some chats. It's a bet basically where you can bet on the winner of the first half and then the winner of the full game kind of parlayed together. If you're trying to find this, say, for example, on FanDuel, um, where I found this price, go in the same game parlay section. They have it set up as like a little pre-built parlay, first half, full time, basically it's called. But what we're going to do is bet on the Rockets to win the first half, 
but the Raptors to win the basketball game here, plus 500. Just a little bit of a sprinkle, but again, I see an edge here for the Rockets in the first half. I think there is value on that money line. And at the same time, the Rockets have been one of the two worst teams in the NBA in the fourth quarter net rating to the point where I think they're minus 13 or so in net rating. Um, and then the team next behind them is minus four and a half. It's absolutely astounding to lose by that many points and that over this long of a time. Uh, you clearly see an effort of them tanking. If you go and look at their lineup charts, um, they bench their starters. They don't even have to do that at this point. Jalen Green looks like he's going to be out tonight, possibly Kevin Porter Jr. So going to continue to play this anytime I see some value in the Rockets first half. So give me the spread Rockets first half. We'll do this fun little prop and then an under in the Hornets Pistons game. I like the prop. I love the prop. Especially since it hit last week, or it was like two weeks ago, you had that on. I don't even remember what you never remember who the opponent was, but it was the Rockets. It is Michael yeah. Jordan Day. I may have to go I, find, play some roulette today. Put it on 23. Cigar, gamble, play some uh, poker. Well, I mean, we're going to gamble. Fourth I wish I could games. go find a golf course, but you know, it's a little cold for that. A little chilly. Maybe a top golf. Yes, yeah, so you, you get a lot of bounce. Alyssa's building has a has a simulator in it. Maybe I'll bring my clubs over there later and just head down there. Just walking down Wacker with your clubs. It's, it's fine, guys. It, it's there is a there's a, a sim, there's a few That's different awesome. simulator like spots in the city. And last year, me me and my brother, my cousin were going one, walking just like right down LaSalle Street in the heart of the Loop with it's with snow falling on the ground with uh, like pretty much right around four or five o'clock when people were getting off work with our golf clubs. The amount of comments and looks we got were just outstanding. Just go down to Grant Park and hit them out into the... Yeah, just hitting some balls out here. Come on, it's fine. They bounce off the damn thing. Yeah. The ice. Going to murder somebody or hit some golf balls. Who knows? You, not me. <laughs> um. So is it is it the NHL All-Star break? It is, you know... You know, for a league that has bets, I'm like, I don't think a, you can bet on this in a game. For a league that has zero idea how to market itself, still for some reason, this is very on brand because the All Star break even snuck up on me this weekend. Like I knew it was coming in the back of my head, but kind of forgot this morning when I went to go look at hockey bets. Um, but that said, yes, it is the All Star break. Um, do they have fun contests. Uh, they do have a lot of fun contests. It's, it's like actually called the Skills Contest. Mm-hmm. They they actually should have some basketball like. I feel like that'd be fun if for the NBA All-Star break, you had some hockey hockey events. And for the NHL All-Star break, you had some basketball. It's like the Pro Bowl. You, I saw Jordan Poyer hit a long drive yesterday. Like, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, I see what stuff. you mean. Crossing over. Have the hockey yeah, like some crossovers. I like it. Uh, on skates. They that, put would, that would have to happen. Someone's going to get hurt. Yeah, Someone's going to break an ankle. You're not supposed um, to jump in skates, I don't think. But yeah, for for today, I got a couple props uh, for for Skills Weekend. Obviously, not going to touch the games, and then once we come back from the break, I'll, I'll reassess kind of some NHL futures um, and see what I like coming out of the break. And then the deadline obviously is in a month, so I will I will take a look then as well. A uh, couple props I like here: uh, Kale McCarr, fastest skater at plus three thirty. I feel like I've said his name more than any other on this podcast when talking about hockey bets. Outside of Connor McDavid, he's the best skater um, in the NHL. He's probably the fastest skater as well. Um, and the thing about these contests is it's not just a straight line sprint. You're skating around the full length of the ice. So you actually have like you have to be able to turn. You have to be able to keep up speed. And there is nobody in the, in the NHL that, that, at least from outside of Connor McDavid, there's nobody in the NHL that skates faster and better than Kale McCarr. Plus, if you look at the recent, recent winners from a lot of these contests, 
there are a lot of younger guys making early all-star game appearances. And in the, in these contests, you do tend to see some of the, some of the more, some more of those types of guys, but with how good he is and how early he still is in this kind of all-star weekend, you know, experience, I, I feel like those type the types of guys that tend to show out a little bit more. So I, I expect him to put up a pretty good showing there. And then Jack Hughes at plus 700 in the accuracy shooting. Uh, Andy, who does Jack Hughes play for? A hockey team. Uh, Good, good. He was a linebacker on the Bars, uh, Bars Kazan. No, he actually plays uh, <laughs> close I, to New Jersey. He's he's a he's a New Jersey devil, um, and I, he's having it. He was the first pick, first overall. New Jersey pick might as well be Russia, man. It basically, no offense, guys. He's the number one overall pick, like three or four years ago. I forget the exact draft class, but he's having himself a breakout year. He's entering himself. He's not going to win the heart, but he's going to be in that in some consideration there with how good the Devils have been. He's kind of been their driving force. He's their young star. He's only 21 years old. Did some digging into the accuracy shooting this morning, thanks to Wikipedia. Um, six of the last eight accuracy shooting winners have been left-handed shots. And I believe all, each of the last six, uh, Crosby won it six or seven years ago, but everybody leading up to him has been 26 years or younger. And I think only one person has been 26. The rest have been 24 or younger. Um, so I'm going with a younger guy here, left-handed shot. Jack Hughes is 21 years old having a breakout appearance. I believe it's his first all-star appearance too as well. Um, if not his first, it's his first as kind of one of the bigger guns there. And he's at plus 700. I really like those odds. I, I, I don't know what it is about the left-handed shot. It might just be a fluky trend, but it is six of the last eight. And I like him as a, a younger guy, again, making kind of his his early appearance in all-star weekend. So give me Jack Hughes at plus 700 there. And then my guy, Kale McCarr at plus 330 to win fastest skater. Do they do any backward skating contests? That's I would like to see. That would be fun. I there's been some sort of like they. I don't I'm know still if they still do it. Should do that. It's it's honestly once you get going, it's not really that hard. I mean to get, stay up. I mean for them to go as fast as they do sometimes is pretty epically amazing. But uh, I mean I know they used to do like similar to the NBA had like a like a not obstacle course but kind of like skills course. I know the NHL yeah. did something like that. I don't know if they still do because. Fastest skater is always there. Accuracy shot is always there. Hardest shot is always there. But the, the outside of those, um, they kind of rotate out like between breakaway stuff or skills chant, whatever. So it, sometimes there's some, some backwards skating involved. Do you remember when Cat, Cat won the three-point contest, Noops? I bet on it. He's, he's not – oh, yeah, we did. He's not even on the team anymore, I'm, I don't think. Andy, can I'm you not, name I'm the not, Wilds all He's on the roster. I'm, I'm sure he's on the roster still. I'm not even sure they're going to have him on the playoff roster, though. It's going fine without him. Oh, where are we at? All right, I'll, I'm obviously going to bet on that. I love betting on all star game stuff. I bet on. Got, the, I bet on. You, you got a Minnesota Wild player. You get Towns. Kirill Kaprizov is in the fastest skater. If you're looking for a Wild, I didn't ball, right? get him. I didn't get the win, and I can't think of his name now. But he plays for the Mariners, I believe. I ended up somebody oh. like at the last minute convinced me to bet him a few different ways uh, in the home run derby. It was like most home runs hit. Is it Julio uh, Rodriguez? Yeah, and to, to reach the final and then to win. He didn't end yeah. up winning, but he, he did everything lose. but win. Yeah, he yeah. couldn't lose the two most home runs hit once he got to the final, which was kind of nice to have. So I, I love betting on that. And Noops, like you've given me some winners over the years in the, the all-star break too. So for sure betting these. And then uh, I should have got to this one earlier. Like this starts soon. Uh, this starts in like 40 minutes, I would think. Okay. They usually take these down 20, like 10, 20 minutes before they tee off. So if you want to bet this, you're going to have to hurry, but it's it's basically in the same uh, wheelhouse, like in the in the same theme as yesterday's bet when I talked about that, if anyone remembers that. 
that guy won by like seven strokes, by the way. That was a that was a banger yesterday. Absolutely uh a little actually the just yeah, Russell Knox over Justin Lower, Lauer, whatever you have. That one won by a shitload. Same handicap. Hey, here's a guy who has terrible off the tee numbers at a place where off the tee just doesn't matter because you have a lot of layups, you have a lot of forced layups, you have a lot of spots where you're not hitting, you know, driver, you have shorter, a shorter course. And then a guy who's good off the tee, where again it doesn't matter. And then if you take their second shot stuff and it's flipped, like I'm looking at the guy who is dragged down by his off the tee numbers and risen up by his uh, approach numbers. Same handicaps yesterday. Chesson Hanley over Troy Merritt minus 105. I wanna and I wanna say there was something else. Maybe it was some of the proximity stuff too. Just like. Some of the general proximity uh, Hadley was a little better at, which is going to happen when a guy's just better at approach. But I did look at this too. If you take the 152 golfers in the field and look at the 20 worst as far as coming into the coming into the event, the 20 worst golfers as far as shots strokes gained off the tee, like 14 of them are par or better. Shot par or better yesterday. It just really hasn't. And and the couple that were, you know, bad, it's just like, oh, this is just a really bad golfer in general. Like Ted Potter Jr. is bad. Like he was a thousand to one too. So it's just not mattering here. I know the weather's gonna be a little wonky today, but Chesson Hadley over Troy Merritt, minus a buck oh five is what I found over at Bet Online. And now let's uh close it. I did I didn't have any basketball yet today. I'm gonna look this afternoon when I get a chance, but Fuck, I can't hit the, I can't hit water if I fell out of a boat with basketball anyway. Struggling so. with college basketball. This year? LA, yeah, LIU was hanging. Again, I honestly need to just bet first halves, I guess. Like I, I think I'm like uh 42 and one in first halves and about uh, 15 and 25 in uh, full game if All I right, went so back. Is that your first half? That's yeah, just it. bet my first half, guys. Like apparently sure. that's the ticket. But oh, speaking of first halves, that's kind of your thing, except we call it first sets. In tennis, been a lot of that this week. Do you think there's just a lack of adjustment uh, due to some of the court speed issues? And that seems to be it. I'm really surprised that these totals in Lyon haven't been a little bit higher. Have played a couple full game totals a little closer to match based on kind of where they were and kind of what the conditions have been. But yeah, it seems again to be, and it could just be. Books are looking at Super Bowl lines. There's still hockey. There's still basketball going on. They're trying to hang NFL draft lines and stuff like that, that um, some of this stuff kind of falls by the wayside a bit. So, yeah, going to keep going back to the well here. Just one play. Again, it's Friday. We're down to just a couple matches in every tournament. You know, I'm only looking at really two lines open right now. Um, Jasmine Paolini playing Caroline Garcia, big underdog live. I don't see anything really sticking out to me there. The next match in Lyon, Linda Nazkova, a big favorite over Maria Camilla Osorio. I might watch that match, maybe bet the dog live, depending on how she looks to see how that goes. But um, early tomorrow morning in Wawin should be about 5 o'clock in the morning Eastern time. So hopefully we'll wake up and this will be nice and taken care of. Um, Lin Zhu and Jin Yu Wang play together again in courts that um, we've seen some overs this week and they've done much better than unders. Um, these first sets have been particularly long. Again, two women that are pretty solid servers, neither one necessarily particularly impressive on the break this week, just um, kind of doing their job, holding through some of these matches. So uh, to get this at plus money looks really nice to me. This came out to nine and a half, closer to minus 120 for me. So again, plus anything looks pretty solid in a match where, um, you know, the more and more I look at this, the more it really feels like we're looking at six four, maybe seven five 
have here in the first set. So we'll continue to play this angle, and maybe in Lyon I'll add a couple matches tomorrow. But we'll see again as uh, nothing's really open. That's what a kind of funky part about tennis is. Heavy on Monday, low in the weekends. It's a good balance. I mean, you're yeah. giving me a first set over at plus money. I mean, that's that crosses all the boxes for me. I love I love betting on the first <laughs> part of the match. I love overs and I love plus money. Yeah, so the, the nice the nice part about that is yeah, it's done early. It's like a micro betting. You have to worry about it's, retirements and goofy stuff like that. None of that stuff. They just they pay you. I, I have nightmares about tennis retirements. Uh, yeah, don't don't talk about tennis retirements in front of me. Sensitive said, subject. We've had, uh, we, we've done some uh, finagling around with our data importation mm. on uh, tennis grading over at Betsperts, and I think we've uh, about to make some big improvements on the tennis grading. But oh my god, there is something that happens in tennis that doesn't happen anywhere else, and that would be a first round retire, a first round withdrawal. Um. So, I mean, imagine, and you can't even imagine this, but just imagine, like, the Vikings said, ah, Kirk's sick, and Justin, we can't find him, and, like, we're just going to pull out. Like, have somebody, you know, have somebody else play the Giants, or the Giants can just move on. And they go, well, we can't have the Giants just move on. Like, we haven't played any play. We'll just put another team in there, and that's what happens all the time. Whoever's up next. You know, just your your lucky loser, your next highest qualifier, whatever, happens all the time, and um, there are some there's some data providers that don't make sense to that just like oh you bet on this match but they changed the opponent that's the same match right still get the match ID nope. number so there's a oh, little bit of confusion lines. with that sort of thing it's like I, I'm pretty sure I didn't bet against this guy no you didn't he was replaced so things are getting better tennis grading it's turned out to be a lot tougher than any other sport which is fun uh, or the opposite of fun, honestly. So yeah, no, you're getting one. a lot of wrecks. You're getting a lot of wrecks. I it. like it. I've been to Five Iron. I've not been to the Green. Five Iron has a couple locations. Those are pretty fun. I, but Fran Millionaire says it is two X. I gotta look it up. I gotta check it out. Um, and then yeah, ten dollar to ten K segment. I don't have a ton of time. <clears throat> so you bet twenty five dollars on the four or the ten or both, and then you just if you if you have twenty five. Michael bucks, Jordan Day. Yeah, go so find a give, roulette table and put ten dollars down until there's ten thousand in front of you. That's a good point. It's really I, I, not that 10, hard. Ten to ten k is hard. Retire. Twenty five to fifteen hundred is not. So you you took you take twenty and you understand how the ten and the four pay. They pay yeah. double minus commission. So you take your twenty five dollar green chip. You put it on. Let's just say the ten. The ten hits. You've made fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. You got to pay commission on that. So you you know you have to toss them the dollar. But such is life. You take all that money. And you stack it up there again. Now you've got a $75 bet. 10 hits again. That pays $150. You now have $225. Again, I feel less like that com- scenario should just be playing the 10. Less, less commission. So I want to play on Andy's roulette wheel if 10 is so sitting yeah, every now, time. Now you have $225. So you take the $25 off the top. That is your initial stake. You're now even Stevens. And obviously there's some commission in there. So you're actually up to like 13 bucks. Um, but at this point, you're free rolling. You bet $175 on this 10. It hits again. 175 plays double 175 math. Any any math on that for me? Double 175, uh, 350? 350. Yes. So now Big math have one, guy. you have 175 plus 350. Um, and I this is the only way I the only reason I do this is because the table max in Iowa was 500. Otherwise, I'd probably push this one more time. So you, you take you take uh, all that money you have. The commission at that point is twenty five dollars. So you set that aside for when you hit it. 
You bet $500, table max. You've only hit the 10 three times at this point. You've already taken a $25 chip and turned it into a table max bet. It hits again, and you look at the croupier, and you say 1500 and down, and you throw them everything you had left and a little bit of a tip. And you have taken a $25 chip and turned into three $500 chips. Again, so, less commission. So easy. It, it literally is hitting the four or ten four times. Again, it is very hard. That's, that's not <laughs> easy to do. No, it's not easy. But I've uh, not only have I done this, but uh, the first time I, it worked, my buddy was on a slot machine and I ran over to high five him. And they just decided not to wait for me. And the guy threw another 10. And I hadn't taken my money down, so I, I, I'd hit another max bet on the 10. And that's literally the best I've ever done at craps down there. It's that one time. So that's the crap strategy. If you want to if you want to do a true 10 to 10K, craps might be a little easier because at that point, you're just gambling and uh, shooting at uh, – you're just tilting at windmills anyway, guys. So have a good weekend. I'm sorry I left you with that uh, – that problem. No, I'm going to a casino now. Yeah, I just yeah, got to go find it. We got casinos here now. I'm um, I'm taking the I, afternoon off. Anyway. I have Bovado up, and I'm literally doing it right now. You guys can't. That's why I'm clicking so much. Just roll, roll, roll. So hit the thumbs up on the way out. Thanks, Matt, for joining us. Alex, I hope you have a good weekend. Producer Dan, go have fun. Um, everybody, go have fun this weekend. Win all your bets, and we'll see you Monday. <laughs>